Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast, where heart-centered entrepreneurs, visionaries, and everyday heroes in your backyard are helping the world break free to live life more purposefully, one story at a time. I am Seema Giri, your host, an award-winning author, entrepreneur, and holistic lifestyle strategist. Today's show is sponsored by Uplift Media. For strategies on how to break free to your brilliance and get your free gift, 10 Ways to Live a Dynamic Life, visit SeemaGiri.com. Welcome to Break Free to Brilliance podcast. This is Seema Giri, and I'm so happy to have you join us today. Today, our very special guest is Karen Wright. She's an amazing woman, and I can't wait to introduce you to her. And before we get started, we're just going to do our grounding meditation so we can be totally 100% present to the here and now. So why don't you just close your eyes for a minute and take in a deep cleansing breath all the way to your belly and exhale. Again, take in another deep cleansing breath all the way to your belly and exhale. Now, there was a lot of things you had to do beforehand that's probably in your mind still before this interview before this podcast i want you to with the next breath just inhale peace and exhale anything that is just hanging over from the past and i you're probably thinking about all the other meetings and tasks that you have to do afterwards too with the next breath just let that go i promise you it'll be waiting for you as soon as you are done With your next intake, intake of your breath, I want you to bring your awareness to your heart. You may even want to put your hand over your heart and bring that to your awareness. And think of a happy moment. It could be from today, it could be from yesterday, any time period of your life. Just feel the joy and bliss you were feeling at that time. Remember the taste, the smell, and the people that you were with and how they made you feel. Relive that moment as if you're living it for the very first time. Okay, now I want you to bring your awareness to your crown chakra on the top of your head and think of another happy moment from any time period of your life. And relive the same moment as if you're living it for the very first time. Just imagine the joy, the bliss, your surroundings, all the people you were with. And the peace, love, and unity that you felt at that time. Feel that again. And let's just tune into our hearts right now and see what it is that we are being called upon to feel into and lean into. Just open your heart to receiving. Too often we're so busy giving, giving, giving that we forget that we also can receive and need to receive. We don't know what we're going to hear today or maybe what even we need to hear today. So just open your heart to any and all possibilities that is available to us 
in this moment here with our special guest today. And with the next breath in, you will be totally present in the here and now and can open your eyes. So our special guest today is Karen Wright. And I'm going to give a formal introduction. Karen has a zest for life, understanding how short it can be. A mother of three adult kids, an angelic daughter and beautiful grandson. She calls them her treasures. She finds her strength in helping others find their empowerment and freedom. Karen loves life and people. Her energy is authentic and she allows herself to be vulnerable with others. She's the author of her Now or Never, Shine, Baby Shine, and the co-author of Break Free to Peace, Love, and Unity. Karen shares with her readers her life story and how in the depths of darkness, she found her way to the light. She vows she will never divorce herself again. The time to shine is now. And I can't agree with her more. Karen, uh, Karen is, has just become number one international best-selling author as a co-author of Break Free to Peace, Love, and Unity in end of February. Congratulations, Karen. And, Yay! And welcome to our, our podcast. Thank you, Seema. I'm so excited to be here. This is wonderful. <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you. And have you, are you still in the high of being a number one international bestseller or have you been able to settle into that right now? It's just weird saying it. I like rolling it off my tongue. I'm like, what? Really? That's like all of us, like this whole thing is like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah. People are like, well, how does that happen? I said, I don't know. Talk to Seema. She was the best author. Co she got everyone together. She's number one. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It was so wonderful working with all of you and and compiling this book, it has such a wonderful energy and so much great insights to really help people break free into their peace, love, and unity. And sometimes we just need that encouragement and courage from others who are going through the similar, similar situations or not even similar situations and, and see, wow, if that person could have gone through that and come out really strong and shining now as you are, Karen, it just mm -hmm. gives them so much hope and inspiration and encouragement. Well, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what I think most of us want is to help others exactly. find their light and be able to shine, yeah, <laughs> sparkle. Yeah. So what, what intrigued you to join this book, Break, Break Free to Peace, Love, and Unity? Um, you know what? When I I was doing the, what was it called? The Speaker Accelerated through Rebecca Hall Ryder. So that was like an introduction. And the panelists, well, there are these five beautiful women panelists. And out of the five, I was asked to help co-author um, a couple of these books. And I was like, what is that? I had no clue what it was. And then speaking with you when you called and you introduced me to the topic and what your the big picture was, I I knew I wanted to do this. It was an opportunity like this would not probably happen again for me, you know. And so I'm like, I gotta do this. I'm the type of person is like I don't think twice. I just jump in. There I go. So. 
I, yeah, just super excited for it. So it was awesome. Oh, that's great. And I love the fact that you say that you jump in when you just know it's right. And I know even I so many times um, have not done that. And then the opportunity has passed. And I was like, oh, kicking myself later. I was like, I should have done that. I knew I should have, but some kind of fear or some kind of limiting belief just holds you back that way. That's really wonderful. What is the name of your chapter and what can the readers look forward to experiencing from your chapter? Hmm. The name of my chapter is called The Call That Changed My Life. And this is a um, based on the day I lost my daughter with one phone call and how my life quickly changed and how I was able to learn through it and rise above and move forward through the loss of my daughter. So I'm hoping when people read the chapter, they will um, feel, I want them to feel the sorrow and pain that I went through, but also feel how I moved through that, realizing myself, um, I had a wake up call more ways than one. And I realized I had allowed labels and expectations to be put upon me. And I mean, I talk about this in my book, I'm doing laundry in my, and laundry is never ending, right? It just continues on. And there's a saying on the wall, it's wash today or naked tomorrow. And I'm like going, ah, how I wish I could be naked. How I wish I could just let go of all these labels tied upon me and let me be who I am. Get rid of the clothes, you know, term, yeah. just speaking that way, but yes. yeah, but just be authentic, raw, and be who I am. And that was an aha, I call my aha moments, my aha moment when I was doing wash and realized no matter what, I needed to be true to myself. Um, I was in a relationship where I was always trying to please others and it didn't always work out the best. Even when I thought I did please, it wasn't enough where I didn't do it right. And so I made a choice at that time to do the best I could, no matter what, knowing it was my way and not worrying about what how everyone else wanted me to do things. So I'm hoping someone who reads it can relate and go, oh, I feel the same way. So I say, get naked, get rid of the labels. <laughs> For To help our listeners understand a little bit more, when you say labels, what can you give examples of what you mean by that? Yeah, so... I think as, as a, a um, okay, we label as a wife, okay, we get married. We just lost our maiden name. We take on a new name, married name. So now that label's just been changed. Mm -hmm. um, now we're a wife. I'm no longer Karen. Now I'm a wife and priest and babies come. Now you're a mom. Now with all the expectations that we put as mom, I mean, there's things we always, we all have to do, change diapers, you know, become the caretaker, we become a chef, we become the taxi driver, we become, we wear all these different hats or labels. I call them labels, people might call them hats that we do. Mm -hmm. And they're good, there's nothing wrong with them. And, and they're not all bad labels. But then there was deeper labels that I had placed upon myself. I was pregnant out of wedlock. So the scarlet letter, was placed on my chest and I I carried that with me for years and years and years you know and then 
I had an affair on my husband. So I'm a cheater. I'm a harlot now. That's a label that has been put upon me. Sometimes the labels are not from the outside. Sometimes the labels come from within. I began to self-sabotage with my labels. I didn't, I lost love. I didn't love myself. I didn't respect myself. And labels can be good and they cannot be so good. <laughs> so those are just the labels I had allowed to be placed upon me. And a lot of them were because of me and my choices and what I did. That is an amazing awareness. And thank you for being so open and vulnerable. I know um, those are some heavy things you've mentioned that you had to go through and come through the other side with that. And uh, from experience of dealing with that heavy, heavy things, um, I can understand that it takes a long, long time and a lot of work to get to that level. So congratulations for being able to work through that thank you and to be thank able you. to be able to share that what was that one biggest thing that really helped you get naked <laughs> um the one thing that really helped me i believe was i i learned to heal and i don't recommend this for everybody <laughs> so don't think don't if you're listening don't say oh i need to do this um I was dying in my marriage. The light that was I once had when I was younger was just demon out. And I knew that I had to get out of the marriage in order to heal myself. I'm not recommending that. So listeners don't go, oh, okay, Karen said, get divorced. Oh, because the grass is not greener. I took on other challenges, but they became my challenges. Mm. And I was able to have the time to heal by myself on my own. And if you can take that time as an individual, so whether it's, I, I love nature. So going out in nature and hiking or and being able to be out and take that time to really think through things. Maybe there's certain labels you wanna change or you don't like, and you're like, okay, well, this bothers me, you know, I can't look in the mirror and say, I love you. I, you know, I can't say I love you to your own self. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's something you're like, I'm going to work on that one specific thing. And I'm going to release that label so I can look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, Karen, I love you. I love you, love, love you. I love everything about you, you know? Um, but being able to find the time to be by yourself, to allow yourself to heal. Allow yourself to be naked. That makes sense. And, and if you're, if the listeners, if you are married, sometimes you can do this together as a couple mm -hmm. or give yourself some space where, you know, your spouse knows that you're dealing with this and you need some space alone. And so basically, Karen, what you're saying is that allow yourself some space to deal with some things that's so internal and deep down inside you that you can only do it yourself. And that's where self-love also comes into practice. And once you start doing that, then you can, it's like a overflow that it flows to everyone else mm -hmm. within your, your family and, and community. Correct. Yep. Perfectly said. <laughs> Thanks for translating for me. 
Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, well, all over the board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no, no need to. Depending on your situation, I mean, yeah, you, you have to see what works best for you, and we're all very different. But of course, so I, if for deep healing, I know you have to do it alone as well. Um, mm -hmm. My husband travels a lot, so it was kind of easy for me to do it that way too. So you have. You have to do some things on your own because it's your journey is so different from, and even if you're so madly in love and you feel like you have a soulmate, your journey is still your own journey, mm -hmm. which you need to really understand at the soul level, which can only happen if you really go inwards and get enlightened in that way. Correct. Yes. I love that. Um, I, well, I just love that when you say, because I, I totally, it clicks with me with the journeys. Like I tell my kids, love who you are, be on your journey, be on your path. You don't have to jump over to your, you know, partner's path or your boyfriend or girlfriend's path. Stay on your path because this is your life, your journey. The things you want to do, it's about you, your soul, getting to remembering who your soul is, remembering who you are. And so I agree with that. That's beautiful. Yes. Yes, yes. So how does the message of your chapter serve the people, especially during this difficult time of COVID that there's, it's, it's extended into 2021? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love COVID. No, I'm just using. Um, the thing I love about COVID is that we have to we've given the opportunity we can't leave the homes we can't do things anymore we've had to settle we've had to quiet ourselves we have to have gone inside of ourselves right and i think it's um people are learning more about them and who they are mm -hmm. and i think with this book my chapter and with covid it's kind of like i was given the opportunity to write because I couldn't go out shopping. I couldn't go out to the movies. I couldn't go out to dinner. I wasn't running around. I had to become stealth, be in my home, dive down, dive deep. And COVID allowed that to happen. I think for many authors, many writers. Yes, especially for writers. And I think also collectively, it was a forced healing time. And I think one of the second reasons it was really difficult for people to deal with is because they had to, uh, in some form or other, be forced to really look at the issues they were having and, and resolve it. When we are going out to work and out into the world, it's so easy to put that aside. I have to go to work. I'm busy. I can't mm -hmm. do this right now. But I think collectively, globally, we're all healing at at, at a certain level. I believe so too. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because we're all doing it at the same time, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's the power it's, behind that the is exactly. crazy. I totally agree. Um, it's going to be really interesting once we're moving about again and, and experiencing mm -hmm. that one hand, but I think we're all going to be emerging from this in a much more powerful way. Um, although many don't see it right now, but I think it, we're still in the process of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so it's still um, going on. So speaking of healing, you've had to heal from many of the things, but I personally feel um, the biggest 
healing that you had to do was from the loss of your child. Can one really heal from that? Um, no, <laughs> because the scar is still there. Mm -hmm. The wound might have disappeared, you know, the scab might have fallen off, but the scar is still there. Um, and I don't, I look at that scar and I've come a long ways from where I was 16 years ago to now. And I appreciate the things I've learned and everything because time, time has helped. When people say, oh, time heals all wounds, it's the silliest thing. Because when you're in it, you're like, you know what? Don't even talk to me about that. Don't tell me about time. I just lost my daughter. And I'm, I'm stuck. But the world keeps evolving and moving forward. I remember sitting in my car shortly after she passed away, just sitting at a stoplight, watching the cars go, people going across the crosswalk and yelling out in the car going, are you kidding me? I just lost my daughter. Do you guys not understand? Like this, this rage inside of me just came out. Mm -hmm. And then I just broke into tears because I realized, no, no one knows. And no one gets it. This is my journey, my life that I'm dealing with right now and everyone else has theirs. And so time does heal. The wound is a scar now, but I still tear up about it because it's still close to my heart. You know, I, every day I miss her. Every day I talk to her. I believe in angels and I believe her energy is with me all the time. I send her on errands all the time. Hey, Kalina, her name's Kalina. Go check on your daughter, my, your sister. Go check on your brother. I need a little extra help today. Can you be with me while I'm working on someone with the Reiki? I mean, I'm always calling upon her. Mm. And I don't think I would want it to heal completely. I want the scar there because it's made me who I am today. I feel more compassion for people and understanding when people do go through loss of all sorts of loss so that's an interesting way of looking at it it's so wonderful to hear that you're still connected to your daughter and uh, that's who you mean you have an angelic daughter in your bio when you say that yes <laughs> yeah my angelic daughter yeah you know, that's that's really beautiful thanks um, and that's an interesting thought that you don't really want to heal 100% of it. You still want to have a little piece of that pain, I suppose, to, to keep you more grounded. Is that and to keep you in touch with the compassion side of yourself? I think what it helps me do is um, remember to live now, to live in the present you know, you can't worry what happened yesterday. You can't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. And it keeps me grounded. Like you said, it's a grounded, um, it's a grounding tool possibly. Yes. I've never really looked at that way as the pain to be a grounding tool, but I think pain is not all bad. Pain's not bad, right? Pain, you know, when we hurt, it, hurt something, break something in your body, that pain shoots out to remind you, don't overextend, don't, don't do that, you're going to hurt yourself again, or you could crack the bone again. So the pain, I think is good, because it's a reminder, don't worry about things you can't control. Just be grateful for this precious time we have together, this moment. 
That's so beautiful, Karen. Pain is a reminder. Can you repeat that? Oh, dang it. I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> but pain is a reminder to stay grounded. Pain is a reminder to uh, allow healing. I can't remember what I said. I'm so sorry. I think you said, I think you said pain is a reminder to let go and just be more present. That was a very tweetable moment. Um, that phrase, I will listen to it again. Okay. <laughs> but that was Good. Beautiful. I have to listen to it so I can remember that one. <laughs> Further on down the road, this is what it is. <laughs> so be good. Uh, Karen, did you want to read uh, a passage from your chapter? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so let me find it. Sorry. What I wanted, what I want to read is in the beginning of the, the day that my daughter passed away. Okay. So it goes like this. It was a warm September day. I had just gotten done with my second oldest daughter's orchestra class. The music was spellbinding as a group of 30 kids played Disney music with enthusiasm and gusto. Marie's half grin told me as she sat next to me in the passenger seat that she was on point as the teacher um, cued her in. My daughter was going places. My mind wandered as I pictured her on stage, her dashing long red hair flowing over her electric violin as her bow blazed across her strings. My four kids amazed me and each had a talent that fit them. I was a cheerleader, making sure my dreams of what I envisioned for them would come true. Yes, I knew they might not all agree with my desires for them, yet I could not stop dreaming for them. My dreams were but a distant memory. At a young age, I became a wife and a mom. No longer did my dreams matter. At least that's what I thought. Turning out of the parking lot, and heading home towards, I picked up the phone to dial my husband to see how our senior in high school did her at her first cross country race of the season. The phone rang several times. Grady answered the, uh, answered the phone. He had a different tone. Karen, I can't talk right now. The phone was silent. Concern overtook my body and I swerved my SUV into an abandoned lot. My hands, my hands sweating on the steering wheel Grady, pick up. I redialed. He picked up. Karen, Kalina had a seizure at the race, and I'm taking her to the hospital. Meet me there. One phone call, and my life was altered forever. Oh, how I wish I could tell you that my daughter was okay, but I cannot. Kalina, our oldest daughter, left this earth life on the way to the hospital that day. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would ever bury my own child. Five days later, with anguish and pain written all over me, I gave her body to Mother Earth. Her spirit already entered heaven. Wow, that is beautiful. Thank you. I can't see the fine print, sorry. <laughs> Stuttering over my own writing, I'm sorry. That's really very, um, very heart touching. Thank you. I'm still feeling into that. 
Karen, let me ask you, um, is, is alone and lonely the same thing? Or is there a difference in that? No, I believe they're two different things. Um, I believe people that are alone love themselves 100%. They can be alone. They enjoy being with themselves. We entertain ourselves. We do that. Loneliness is when you're wishing someone else was with you. And you're striving to find someone so you're not lonely. You can't be alone by yourself. You can't handle it. So I really feel that when someone is alone, there's unconditional love for themselves. And so I, I do feel they're two different things. And I tell everyone, I live alone. I love it. <laughs> You know, do I get lonely sometimes? Yeah, I miss my friends, I miss my kids, you know, and then you call up and you go and then you're not lonely, but I'm okay being alone. To me, it's a very empowerment, very empowering and freeing in a sense. So, yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. So when your daughter passed away at that moment that when you were um, experiencing that, Did you feel alone or, or lonely at that moment or? Um... Hmm. I would say at that moment, I was lonely. At that moment in my time of life, um, I didn't love myself. I, I didn't see the beauty inside of me. And so when my daughter left, I was alone and lonely together because I didn't quite understand the difference. Does, does that make sense? It does. And I think there's so many times that all of us have felt that at some point. What mm -hmm. was your, your biggest lessons you learned from this time that helped you to love yourself more and and move from lonely to alone? I would say that um, my biggest lessons I learned was how to quiet my mind. Cause kind of telling that oh, squirrel, I call it my squirrel mind. I jump from thing to thing and I have this, all this energy. And it was learning to be able to calm. And six years into like, I've been practicing meditation every single day and I did it for 30 seconds going, yay, and then I move up, you know, but I, I really believe meditation was a tool that helped me quiet my mind and go inward, like we've been talking about going inward mm -hmm. and learning about, learning about me. A lot of times when I meditate, I'll have a question or a thought, and through that meditation, many times that question is answered or a thought comes to me, okay, you need to do this. Where if I was racing around, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have come to me maybe as easily or quickly. And so I believe that the meditation has helped and then um, gratitude, <laughs> which I think a lot of people, it's hard to have gratitude when there's loss in your life, when you lose people you love. Um, 
you know, how, why are you great? How can you be grateful? You lost, you know, God took someone without, I, I yelled at God. You took my daughter without permission. I didn't give you permission to take my daughter. You just took. Yeah. And there was a time where I was so mad at my God, you know, and I would just yell at him. And he just listened. <laughs> he just waited for the calm, the storm to calm a little bit. So then I could look back and see the miracles, the little things that happened prior that led up to her death. He was um, prepared me um, for her passing. And I didn't see it until I was able to calm my mind and realize, wow. I had moments with her right before she passed away. And it wasn't until I was able to calm my mind and be grateful, show gratitude to God, you know, to whatever you believe in a higher universe. Um, grateful for him allowing this to happen. So, yeah. I can totally understand that. And that's the beauty of having believing or having faith in, in higher power because you can just be yourself and, and let out that anger and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. To um, And I think that's just part of the journey too, Karen, isn't it? Just letting that rage out so then you can have the ability to listen in and then see what had been made out before and after. Mm -hmm. um, for you to experience and for you to learn and for you to carry on and I 100% agree about meditation I actually lead a meditation that helps you get more clarity and it needs to be done on a daily basis and we're evolving I think sometimes people don't understand when you say I don't know myself um, especially when one is just giving to others and and it happens when you get married too. And I've seen this in all cultures, not just Indian cultures, where you get so integrated in the man's world and in taking the family forward in that way that you don't even realize you had your own dreams at one time or your own talents at one mm -hmm. time. Yeah, they kind of get pushed back on the yeah. back burner. <laughs> and then as, as we get into the different decades, we're evolving. Humans are mm -hmm. evolving all the time. So what you may have liked back in your teens and 20s and 30s is not something that you will probably enjoy now or you've evolved into what your true purpose of life is. We start off with some idea uh, initially in our early ages. Mm -hmm. We slowly evolve into and some somehow you get into what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Sooner or later, I think, either exactly. through life experiences or, um, you know, in, in other ways. Sometimes you need to be slapped a little harder on the head. Right. <laughs> sometimes that was me. <laughs> and sometimes it just naturally comes to, I think, those who are more highly evolved already and are in tune to themselves. And I see that with my children, um, which is a wonderful thing because it's less painful that way. Right. Continuously evolving. And then meditation just helps you get in tune to who you are right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautifully said. I agree with that completely, completely. 
Yeah. Karen, what is that one tip that you can share with our audience today, those who are listening in, that they can implement right now so that they can shine now? Um, well, I didn't say meditation again, but so many people feel they can't. Oh, I can't meditate. I can't do it, you know. And so I explained to I explained to people, I'm like, here's do you ever get in the zone? Okay, like you're getting ready. I water ski, snow ski. And so I can be out water skiing and I'm just cutting hard and skiing. And I'm I'm one with the rope, with the water, with my ski. I don't see anything else around me. I'm one. And that's a form of meditation. They call it active meditation. Yeah. And so when I explain that to someone, or if you're dancing and the music's going and you're just dancing away, you don't see anyone else around you. You're in the moment with the music, with the beat. That's active meditation. So it doesn't always mean you have to just sit still. Active meditation can be something. And so I, I challenge the listeners, you know, think about active meditation, turn on music, dance, just be in the zone, being in the zone and start there and then try a little bit at a time for, you know, 30 seconds, just thinking about one word, you know, now, 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 and just have that on your forefront, repeating it, repeating it. And all of a sudden you'll realize you didn't think about anything else but that word. And there's beautiful ways to meditate, but I would suggest that in this time that we live in, especially. Now's our time. Get to know us. <laughs> that's, that's very well said. Um, that is true. You know, I, I think meditation is more for you to be still rather than for you to try to make your mind still. Mm -hmm. If you allow yourself to just sit for even, like you said, 30 seconds and just be totally still and not move, eventually your mind will come around to it too. And that's a perfect way of saying, just think of a word, even now is perfect, just to get you present and not to think about anything else. Mm -hmm. yes. Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have anything else or um, that you would like to, to share with our audience before we part today? Well, I just want to say thank you for allowing me on your show. This has been wonderful. And listeners, I love you all. I don't even know you, but I love you. And I just find out who you are. Ask to remember your soul. Ask to remember what is my soul? What makes that soul me and authentic and raw and be authentic and raw? Don't try to be like someone else. Be who you are. And if you don't know that, then start creating what you want. So how's that? <laughs> that is perfect. And I think that's a perfect way to end the show. Remember who you are at the soul level. Get to mm -hmm. know yourself now and create what you want. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining us today. It was so great having you. I've learned so much from you today. And I'm sure our listeners as well. And until next time, this is Seema from... Thank you for joining us for this interview. I hope you've gained some insights and or tips that you can implement right away. For more interviews like this, please visit us at seemagiri.com or visit our YouTube channel, Break Free to Brilliance with Seema Giri. Until next time, have a great day.